Hello, and thanks for joining today's podcast where we talk about family matters because family matters. And today's host is known as a prayer warrior in the community where we are today and also is known in her family as a prayer warrior. If you have ever met her, then you know that when she says that she's going to pray for you, you know she's going to pray for you. This is none other than Sylvia Llewellyn. I'd like to welcome my friend. Thank you for joining the podcast. You're so welcome. Glad to be here. Absolutely. You know, we've been talking about doing this for some time, and I know this is a little out of your comfort zone. Yes, it is. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, I think that I don't know that we have anybody better to talk about this very topic than you. So, well, thank you for that. You're very welcome. And, um, you know, I wanted everyone to kind of see what you have here today. You've got some books. You've got some Bibles. I'm going to move my, my cup out of the way because you have got some tabs on these things. This You have really used <laughs> these Bibles, am I correct? Yes, you have. <laughs> uh, I have uh, considered this a working Bible. Yeah. And uh, when you're going through warfare, uh, spiritual warfare, you're interested in finding those scriptures very fast. Yeah. And yeah. so you've got them marked. And yeah. uh, like these are important things that I have learned from other books that I've actually taped in yeah. here so that I can find it. It's not the kind of Bible that you would want to read. If it's, but I am preparing these Bibles to give to my grandkids. Oh, that's wonderful. It's the greatest legacy I could leave for my children. That is beautiful. And my grandchildren. This one, I, it's going to be for my daughter. That's awesome. And so I've marked these p places in my Bible so that I can find them easily. Yes. And then this one right here was an old Bible that was sitting on my shelf. And about uh, 10 years ago, I went through a health crisis, and it made me start studying the scriptures on healing. Yeah. And so I marked every healing scripture in this Bible. This is an old King James version of the Bible. Most of us have at least one at the yeah. house. Yeah. And I marked every scripture that was important to me. And as the year has gone by, you know, the years have gone by, I've added to that. It's beautiful. I now look for the scriptures that talk about God's promise of yeah. his word and its yeah. faithfulness and all of those things. So it all works so that you can just go right to it. And I love it. About once a week, I will kind of renew my mind and I'll go so far and then I'll pick up from here and pick up and go through these. And so yeah. it keeps that revelation that God wants you to be healed yes. clear and focused and close to your heart. Yeah, Romans 12, two, keeping your mind renewed. Amen. That's right, that's right. Well, um, Again, thanks for being on the podcast, and today uh, I'm excited about our topic, uh, discussing uh, being a prayer warrior for your family. And I know that a prayer warrior might be tossed around between people that we know and even within the Christian community, but may, may, not everyone may know exactly what we mean when we talk about being a prayer warrior and also the importance of it, why it's important to have or to be praying for your family, whether you're a mom, a dad, a grandmother, grandfather, even a son or a daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, it's important to have someone who is in your family praying. And so uh, when we talk about being a prayer warrior, you know, whenever you say being a prayer warrior, you know, what does that mean to you? Well, I think it's important to make a distinction between your devotional prayer mm -hmm. and then moving on into spiritual warfare. Yeah. When you're a brand new believer, God doesn't send you on to the wall to be a watchman or he doesn't send you onto the front lines because you're not prepared. Yeah. He takes you through a boot camp, a spiritual boot camp. And in that process, he's teaching you how to 
pray. Mm -hmm. He's teaching you how to trust Him. He's teaching you all of those basic things that you're going to need when you get in, into that warfare. Yeah. It would be foolish for a commander of an army to send his new recruits into the front lines without training them on the weapons of their warfare yeah. or training them how to know who their God is and that God wants to empower them to fight those battles. It would be, uh, it could mean the difference between success and failure yeah. in an in a army. So God takes that time. When we are initially born again, he takes this time to introduce himself to us. Mm -hmm. So when you start a daily devotional, it starts out very weak, you know, and you don't really know how to approach God, and it, you don't learn how to be a prayer warrior in those early days. But what he's doing is he's introducing himself to you. Yeah. It's like when he met with Jacob in Bethel. He said, mm -hmm. I am the God of your father, Amen. Abraham, yes. and Jack, Isaac. And so he's introducing himself. Jacob wasn't looking for God. Yeah. He was on his way to Laban. And God met him by, he had no idea he was getting ready to meet God, but he put that rock down there, he laid his head on it. And the very same place where Abraham had met him before, a hundred yes. years prior to that, God introduces himself and he said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Yes. And he renews the covenant with him. So he's introducing himself to this descendant of Abraham, which, oh my goodness, there's so much in all of that, <laughs> yes, there which is. For a, is for another day. But anyway, that was the beginning of his relationship with God up until then. He'd only heard about the God, but now he was introduced to the God. So those early days in your walk with the Lord, he's introducing himself to you. He's, yeah. he's telling you, I want to be a part of your life. He's telling you that I want you to find out that I am faithful to my word. And that whatever your need is, you can bring it to me. I may be the God of the universe, but I'm also the God of the individual. Yes. And I am here to be involved in your life. When I first became a Christian, I was really stunned to find out God answered prayers like that. Yeah. And uh, right after I was saved and baptized again, I heard the voice of the Lord said, if you meant that prayer, then you'll get into my word. So I found the, small, the easiest Bible I could find which at that time was the Living Bible. And I began in the uh, New Testament, and I began to read. And it was amazing how God began to speak to me. And I thought, well, I think I just read that in the other scriptures, you know. <laughs> and it was like he was showing me that these are the four different Gospels and there are different accounts of Jesus. I had no one teaching me, and so he was teaching me there. And I remember I would just ask him a question, and no more would I get that question out of my mouth. I'd find a book, and there the answer would be. Mm. And I thought, wow, he really is interested yeah. in me. <laughs> I'm important to him. He is able to run the universe and also meet my needs. And yeah. so he was introducing himself to me wow. and telling me that I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I'm just as real to you as I was to them. Amen. That is beautiful, Sylvia. Well, um, I you touched a little bit on, you know, how you were building your devotional time you know as i'm as we were talking before we started you know it's not like you came out of the womb you mm. know praying in tongues and right. praying you know but uh there, there there there's a story behind there somewhere so uh take us back there you know what you know how did how did you, how did this develop where did it all start well i think it started because i was going to a first baptist church in port arthur and i was sitting in a group of people that were giving their testimony and honestly, I had walked the aisle myself, but I didn't really have a testimony. 
And I think everybody in that room knew that I wasn't saved but me. Hmm. And so that was one of the trigger points because I heard their testimony and knew that mine wasn't like theirs. Hmm. And so that was probably one of the beginning points where, that I can remember, that God was beginning to say, you know, you need a greater relationship with me, and hmm. right now you don't have it. And so that stirred my hunger. Yeah. It put the question in my mind, well, do you really have what they have? Yeah. And so he led me through a journey, and there was, I think I read the book, Late, Plate, Late Great Planet Earth. And the one question that stood out after reading that book, of course, that's about the end times when we will be raptured out, was, will I be in the rapture? Mm-hmm. And it was like pivot points in my walk with God. And I ended up going to a crusade in Port Arthur. They call it Spirino now, meaning spiritual renewal now. And they asked that question, if you were to die tonight, would you go to heaven and I honestly did not know and I remember thinking up there in that stadium God I've walked this aisle so many times if you're real I want to know you if not then I don't want to continue to go on in this continual I don't know what you would call it but just not understanding or knowing him so I went down and said a very simple prayer I didn't feel one thing but I went through the baptismal waters again And I remember where I was the day that God said to me, well, if you meant that prayer, you'll get into my word and you'll start start reading the word. And I did. And it was a, at the same time, he introduced me to a a spirit, a lady that became my spiritual mother. And uh, I had questions that was during the time of the charismatic renewal and I was being introduced to the gifts of the spirit. And as a Baptist, I wasn't sure about whether, whether I, bought into all of that but this woman was a baptist minister's wife and she had had that experience early in her walk with god before it was ever even popular and so someone suggested that i call her and i did and i talked with her and that began that relationship and i listened to her pray and as i listened to her pray i and got answers for my needs it awakened something on the inside of me and it was like the beginning of a lifelong relationship with her. And she nurtured me in yeah. the Lord in those early days. Yeah, that's and beautiful. Became a real strong witness for my life. Wow. So, um, so you born again, introduced to a spiritual mother in your life. Fast forward, what, what is that pivotal moment that happened where you began to really be you know what what was it that caused that caused you to begin to to uh to find yourself interceding for okay. others i think it was whenever i began to realize that god was very much interested and there was a heart that he aroused he awakened a heart desire for yeah. my family to be saved yeah he awakened within me a desire it he ignited something on the inside of me mm-hmm. and it began an ongoing conversation with him that's never ended and that ongoing conversation with him has helped to develop a relationship with him. Yeah. And during those times, early morning times in devotional prayer, he would speak to me and he would give me instructions on how to pray. Or maybe there was a need that arose in my family and, and I'd go, I said, well, I know God will answer that prayer for me. You know, you would just take it to the Lord in prayer. And so he would begin to show you how to pray for those individuals. It didn't it didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. I grew into this, and most of us will. Yeah. And the more you learn about his faithfulness, that he is faithful to his word, yes. 
he put those desires on the inside of us. He was the one that awakened that within me mm -hmm. because he had a plan for me in the future to become someone who would intercede for his yes. purposes. Yes. Not just my own personal needs, but he had a greater vision and insight yeah. for me than I did. Amen. That's, you know, I love what you just said there because many times when we're praying, we're praying for our own needs, our own wants, our own desires, mm -hmm. imagining that those are the things that God wants for our life. Right. But that's not always what he wants because what he's looking for is actually bigger, better, mm -hmm. and greater for our life. Right. And not just for my life, but also for others. God right. is looking for people to work through, not mm -hmm. just in, not to work in. Right. And I love that you say that. And, um, you know, God is many times looking for people to work in for our family. Right. And he's looking for somebody to open up so that he can begin to use Absolutely. to intercede for our family. And mm -hmm. that's what he did for you. Right. And, you know, the, I think it's Ezekiel says he looked for a man to make up the hedge. And he is looking for men and women to enter into that time of prayer yeah. for their families because I think we're about to enter into some really difficult days yeah. and we need to know how to intercede for our family. And that's all a part of keeping the oil in your lamp yes. as well so that when the bridegroom comes, you and your family will be ready to meet him. Yeah. And uh, the way you do that is you keep your, you keep your lamp full by staying in this word and yes. in prayer. It's what you learn in those devotional moments. I call that a God and me time alone, <laughs> just me and you, God. And it's there, you enter that, you begin that through uh, devotional prayer, worshiping and thanking him and blessing him. And as we pour forth our blessings to him, it so pleases him that he pours back into us mm -hmm. and it just stimulates that relationship with, the, with him. And before you ever go into warfare, you're going to put on the armor of God. Mm -hmm. You're going to ask him to clothe you with the Lord Jesus Christ so that when you go into that warfare, you're not there alone. Mm -hmm. You're there covered, you're ready to go, and you enter into that warfare. And he can, I usually pray something along this line. God, fill me with the confidence in the power of your blood yeah. and the authority of Jesus over every opposing force of wickedness. And then I'll ask him, fill me with confidence that you want to use weak and imperfect people like myself to impart your power in the life of others. And when you keep that going, it's like there's a flow of life on the inside of you. He puts that desire in you to do that. And we have to grow in that. We start out at a particular level, but you're always asking God, God, I want double what I have already. I want to continue to grow in faith. I want to continue to grow in the releasing of your power. Yeah. When Jesus left this earth, he said, uh, I'm going to the Father, and if I go to the Father, then I will send my spirit, and you will do greater works than I will do. Well, before yeah. that, the Holy Spirit was limited to ancient men of old, the, yes. the, you know, the big guys, the, the important guys. But when the Holy Spirit came, that was poured out upon every individual. Yes. And so the Spirit of God lives within us now. We can be his hands and his feet yeah. in this earth realm. Much of what we do is merely just praying for God to, do, to, to work in an individual's life. I can't save my children, but God can. Yes, he can. He can reach into the life of an individual that's totally turned off to God. He knows how, and so my prayer has to be, God, you capture their heart. Yeah. You know, um, 
you, you, sometimes I, you know, we don't know. Someone may not know where to start. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as parents, even as children, whether you're right. a teenager or even as a grown adult or wherever, you know, maybe you know, not not everybody has spent that time praying. You know, and so. Um, how would you encourage someone who is just beginning or looking into and it, you know, being a prayer warrior seems, seems like a label that seems so far away mm-hmm. from them. You know, where, you know, where would you have them start? You know, how would you encourage? Well, I started by reading the word mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit was there interpreting the word for me. And uh, God would speak to me through the word. Yeah. He said, you will have no need of any man to teach you because yeah. the spirit of God will teach you. But if you need help, mm-hmm. this lady has done the work for you. Yeah. You know, it's called Becoming a Prayer Warrior, Elizabeth Alves. Yeah. And I found this on my shelf this morning. I thought, oh, gosh, I wish I'd have read this before, <laughs> you know. But she talks about God calling people to become watchmen yeah. on the wall. And she uses the scripture of Isaiah 62, which is a really good uh, scripture. It says, uh, let's see if I can find that real quick. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen mm-hmm. all day and all night. They will never keep silent. And you who remind the Lord, take no rest for yourself and give him no rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in all of the earth. Well, God was calling men to get onto the wall of Israel and to pray, to not stop praying for Israel. Well, this translates to us that he calls us to be a watchman yeah. on the walls of our, around our families. Yes. And when you're standing on that wall and you're looking out, you're looking, peering out to where the danger might be, and you see the approaching enemy, and you immediately go into warfare for them, and you can avert many attacks that the enemy might try to bring on you. Yeah. And so this book is very helpful. He, he talk, she talks about the purpose of prayer, the priority of prayer. Jesus spent all night in prayer mm-hmm. at times. Yes. When you're in a crisis, You don't want to have to go learn the Bible. You need to learn it in that devotional time so that when the crisis comes, you're ready. Yes, yes. But suppose you're in a, God calls you in the middle of a crisis. What Mm. do you do? He's going to surround you with people that are going to help you war through that for you. It's not like you're going to be left all alone to do that by yourself. Yes. But this is the kind of book that you could read. She begins from the very beginning. Better than I could tell it. Better than I can. She's done all the research for you. When you're first born again, you don't know where the scriptures about prayer are. Mm -hmm. And you learn that day by day in that prayer time with God. And he's developing that ongoing relationship with you that can be used for your family. And when the time comes, the crisis comes, you're ready. Yeah. You're ready. And uh, for those who are watching, you also brought another book that's behind us here by Beth Moore. Right. This is a book by Beth Moore. It says, Praying God's Word. And a lot of times people are very timid about praying out loud in Mm -hmm. front of others. And um, one of the things I would like to just put everybody at ease about, it's not how eloquent you are in prayer. That's right. It's conversation with God. It's the level of faith that you're operating under. And if you're in the Word, if you're reading this Word and you're meditating on these scriptures, and God's speaking to you through these scriptures, you can take that scripture and pray it over your family, whatever the specific need is. There is power in doing that because God honors his word even above his name. So when you bring this before God, 
Sometimes he's actually telling you that's the scripture I've chosen. You hang on to that and you pray that on a daily basis for yes. your child or whoever's going through the difficult time. And he will ultimately bring that forward. So if you are nervous about praying in public or even if you don't know how to get the words out, this is an excellent little book. It's very simple. She takes the scripture and the word and she'll put a little bit of a heading on it and you take that and you just sort of begin to think about it, meditating how that can apply to your daily life. And it gives you the verbiage you need. You can mark up that book and you can go back and say, well, this spoke to me that day. That's a really good way to express that. I didn't even think about it in those terms. Yeah. So there are many helps that you can use to help develop that prayer life with God. But again, it's really not being eloquent. It's yes. about the heart. Yes. The relationship you're developing with God. You know, it would be unkind of God to say, well, only those who have an eloquent prayer, you know, experience are able to reach me. And that's not it at all. Yeah. Yeah, God, you know, as the Word of God says that He's not looking at the outward appearance. He's looking at right. the heart. And, and, you know, there is something about a prayer time, a devoted time of prayer where you know that you're covering yourself, you're covering your family right. and those that God has put on your heart. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, Sylvia, this has been a wonderful experience, a wonderful discussion that we've had. And, you know, I, I, the biggest thing that I will, that we're walking away with is, is, is the importance of the Word of God, how the Word of God plays mm -hmm. in uh, your your time of prayer and preparing you for right. prayer and God is looking for someone in our family mm -hmm. he's looking for one person that he can use to uh, pray to intercede and to and to guard mm -hmm. your family right. so, Absolutely. yes thank you so much <laughs>